Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Hey, welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martin, along with Casey Kurtz, is back in the saddle today. Uh, and uh, not really playing hurt, right? You feel like you're still playing hurt? No. Okay, that's good. You sound pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. No, I feel good. That's good. Team player, Brent. Baby, you know who feels really good? Really, really good today? I can't imagine. Not the HOA, because they already slammed Yeah, him. get him. Not the people who collect parking tickets because I already got them. Yeah, you did. But this guy feels really good today. I could see it. He had like permagrin on today. That's Nick Morrow, the University of North Florida Director of Athletics. And he joins us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. It was good hanging out. What a turnout, too, for today's news conference to announce naming rights for CSI companies to the floor of UNF Arena, which will be a new floor for the first time in almost 30 years. Uh, over there on the campus of the Ospreys, which will benefit not just the men's basketball program, women's basketball, volleyball, and really the entire athletic program. Uh, and that's not the only thing. Nick Moore, are you still smiling? Oh, you know it. Largest gift in UNF athletics history. Yeah. Yeah, that's, by the way, that, I mean, partly your job as the uh, director of athletics, uh, and you've got a lot of different hats, I know. Um, but I think one of your strengths comes from the fundraising department, if I'm not mistaken. And so there's seriously uh, a, a lot of, high fives you know around the athletic department and internally i would say to get what you just said i mean the biggest gift in university of north florida history that that is uh, certainly a, a great barometer of where maybe the programs and the in the school is going right i i certainly hope so and i think uh, you know i would have never guessed when i showed up at the university of north florida campus that development would have been one of my strengths i was more of a internal guy business side of things and not necessarily a fundraiser but just kind of fall in love with UNF and what it's all about. And uh, just Jackson will be in home. It's just there's a passion there for it. Uh, and then, you know, when you start painting a vision and then seeing people buy into that vision, uh, it makes it a lot of fun. Um, and so I'm hoping we can take today and really capitalize off of it, take the renovations we'll do this summer, take that new Bank of England suite, the new floor, and really take that exposure and that opportunity and use that as a catalyst for all the other venues that we want to do some upgrades too and uh, really keep this thing going. The athletic director at a school like high school or, or college, I mean, you you want to acknowledge all programs. All programs are important. I know you want all the programs succeeding, doing well, which and you guys will have renderings for all the different programs, but you also have to acknowledge what you are. And at the University of North Florida, men's basketball is is the program that can generate a lot of dollars. And so uh, is this does this reinforce that a little bit? And I, again, men, women's basketball plays there too. Volleyball plays there as well. But I mean, you have to invest into the men's basketball program because the ROI on that can be really good from an athletic standpoint for the whole department. And I got to believe that people on campus and in other sports understand that, right? Absolutely. I mean, we've fourteen head coaches, and every one of them knows that if men's basketball has success, that everyone's going to benefit off it. We saw it in twenty fifteen. When, you know, we won the 
based on championship on our home floor and sold out that game two days before the game even happened. And then we go to the NCAA tournament, a whole week of exposure. And then Sarah Walsh is, when she worked for ESPN, literally walking through our campus, interviewing Coach Driscoll, interviewing Bo Beach and the Lazy River at the Fountains. Like, you can't buy that kind of exposure. And so, you know, that only happens when men's basketball makes a tournament, makes a run. Yeah, I bet you're talking to St. Peter's when you know their location rate and their exposure from a marketing standpoint is through the roof. And so, absolutely, investing in basketball is is important. And then knowing that everyone benefits off them uh, succeeding. So, we hit a certain revenue mark. We spiked when uh, men's basketball did well. And rather than come all the way back down, we kind of plateaued and we're waiting for that next run to spike again and, and create a new standard. Nick Burrow with us, Director of Athletics at uh, the University of North Florida. Huge day today. By the way, the total renovations going on right now inside UNF Arena, $3.4 million. There's sound system, lighting system. And tell us about the, the balcony and suite area, uh, because uh, as the hammer hits the floor to break that one up tomorrow morning, I think at 8 a.m., you guys said, and a new floor goes in by the time the volleyball season starts in, in like, mid-October, uh, there will also be a new look to the rest of the arena, including this new suite area, correct? Absolutely. I want people to come in November, and there's a whole new look, sound, feel, just everything about the experience at a UNF event in the arena is different. And so uh, that balcony is going to be a big deal because that's not that's going to change the way the arena looks um, on the west side of the building. But on top of that, it's going to create this high-level donor experience that we can be proud of and people we can entertain, um, you know, donors and business leaders of, in, in Jacksonville. We really can use that again to help with other projects that we're trying to get done. It's something we can be really proud of. And, yeah, I think that sound system, I, honestly, I'm really excited about that. And then we're going to put in some lighting that kind of really we can do some, you know, the, when the intros are going on, we can change the kind of the lighting color. We can do some flashing. We can do some cool stuff to really enhance that fan experience because there's a lot of entertainment options in the city of Jacksonville. So what are we doing to attract people to our events where they can spend their disposable income with the University of North Florida? No one ever leaves an event and says, well, that was awful. Now, everyone has a nice time. Uh, we serve beer, that helps, and then we're going to go ahead and, you know, we're going to enhance that experience even more, and uh, hopefully really just, I mean, when we get that arena going, and I, Brent, I know you've witnessed it firsthand, when we have students there, we have the community there, and we're, that place is filling up, like, there's no atmosphere like it in our conference, or really many venues, period. It's really a fun place, listen, I mean, it's one that I enjoy calling the games on ESPN Plus, and to do that, and, and when that place is rocking, it's, uh, it, it's a standard uh, that, that they set. You know, you got to win games, right? And you got to have that atmosphere and you got to be good. And that's part of it. Everybody knows that in sports, uh, but it really is. It's a fun atmosphere. And really one of the highlights of my career was, was 2015 at that, that ASUN championship. I mean, that, that was a cool scene and that's what you're trying to replicate every year. Duplicate that if you can. Uh, and it's probably improbable to do it all the time, but if you can do it a couple of times in a five, six, seven year span, now you're onto something and uh, everybody, the domino effect really benefits. Um, Nick Morrow with us, University of North Florida Director of Athletics. Uh, I, I think CSI being a part of this, uh, CSI companies, there's a huge tie-in with the University of North Florida. I, I talked to them a little bit about it today, but you could sense the, the beaming of pride that they have built their business to the point where they can give back to the university, put their name on it, and hopefully grow their business. That's the idea. Uh, with some name recognition locally, they're a national company too. But 
that was part of this deal, right, Nick? I mean, they have. Tw- I didn't realize it until today. They have twenty five percent of their workforce here in Jacksonville uh, graduated from UNF. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great talent pool for them, and so it's it's definitely a two way road. I mean, they're going to benefit by being able to engage more with our not just our student athletes but our student body and. Um, and then we're going to benefit by being able to place our student athletes directly with this new resource, the, you know, our friends at CSI, and provide them opportunities outside of the classroom and post-graduation. And I think that's part of our jobs as an athletic department, not just making sure they're prepared to play the games or make sure that they're going to class, but preparing them for post-graduation, that they have job opportunities, that they're set up to succeed. Nick Morrow with us. All right, tell us more about the floor, man. I, I talked to you a little bit for TV earlier, but share with our audience. Uh, uh, this was pretty, like, this was a vision of yours. Now, a lot of people contributed, but you kind of were, I and mean, this is a little bit of your creative juices working as well, right, as an athletic director. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, it's ideal time for a couple of years. Um, I'm not sure Coach Moon would have gone for it. It might have been a little too radical for <laughs> he's, he's a more of a traditional guy. But uh, nonetheless, it was, um, it's, it's really cool. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, go to the social media web pages. It's all over social media right now. It's also on unfospreys.com. And it's really, we're strategic and intentional the way we designed it. We really wanted to make a little bit of a wow factor. So if you're flipping through ESPN Plus, and you're watching games, and all of a sudden you stop because this new court pops. You know, it's a gray-stained interior floor with a navy blue border. Uh, we've got talons on there. we got our swoop marks. Uh, we did uh, the North Florida badge on there over the state of Florida with a star over Jacksonville. The reason we did some of those things, we got a unique mascot. Not many Ospreys in the country. Swoop is a unique thing that's really tied UNF alumni together. We want that North Florida branding because not every know, everyone knows what that Osprey head looks like if you're watching it across the country. And then we want people to know that we're in the city of Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a great town. And we debated whether we could write Jacksonville on our floor. We, we, we tossed around a bunch of different ideas to help with that branding identity. Um, and this is what we settled on. We're really happy because it's a, it's a clean look, classy look, but it's also got that wow factor to it and accomplishes some of the branding moves we wanted to make. Yeah, uh, Glenn Apple just said on one of our uh, social media uh, comments, Morrow seems like a very forward-thinking guy. Long after I'm gone, I think UNF will be a group of five school. I, I don't know about that. I mean, unless you get football over there, I'm not sure you're going to be in the uh, – oh, well, it says group of five. Sorry, that could be the case in group of five. I was reading as power five. Um, but uh, I think you guys are forward-thinking over there. You have to be forward-thinking in this day and age in almost any business. Uh, but you, you said something that's in, you've said this to me in the past, and I don't think of it like this. And this is why I bring it up. University of North Florida, UNF, the Ospreys. I think of it as Jacksonville, like local, I, along with Jacksonville University, right? And now EWU and Flagler. Like, I think of it around here. But you guys actually, you do want to appeal across the country. Like, even though it's a Jacksonville thing, like, across the country does matter to UNF, right? Absolutely. We don't want to be just Jacksonville or regional brand. Our our goal at the university is going to be a national brand. And we've got a new president that starts uh, on August 1st. I think he's going to be a very forward-thinking guy, too, so I'm really looking forward to working with him. I think he understands the value athletics can bring and how we can help be a national brand. Like, there's no greater marketing tool than your athletic department to do that. And so, um, yeah, absolutely, we want, we want to grow this thing, and you do that by being successful, you know. And so part of my job is, okay, let me get the resources in place to make our team successful. Because if we're winning and winning consistently, that means we're going to be, you know, people are going to know that brand. They're going to know we're winning and people want to invest in success. 
And so whether that's a Jacksonville community or, or from a national standpoint or from a recruiting standpoint, people want to be a part of successful programs. And so I'm making sure that we put our coaches in the best position possible uh, with the resources they need to win in our conference. And then, you know, maybe we grow to a point where we're really strong enough here at UNF that we look at expanding programs. I don't know, but I want to make sure that we take care of the sports we have now and put them because, you know, going back to ever-changing landscape, holy cow, it's it's crazy right now with that. And so being able to be kind of, you know, thinking about, okay, what's the next move that we can potentially benefit off of? Um, You know, can we put ourselves in a position so if the Power Five break off and do their own thing from a football perspective, you know, where do we, where does that put us? Where can we make a move? Um, you know, so it's, it's fun to kind of strategize behind those things. Again, I think UNF can be the best non-football playing school in the country. Um, people talk about UNF being a hidden gem. I don't want us to be hidden anymore. I want people to know about us. And I think uh, athletic pharma has that ability. Well, so you got off a big day. Nick Morrow with us from the UNF Ospreys, director of athletics. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this anyway and leave people, because I think we have Osprey fans probably listening. They're excited today. Uh, what, what's like your next order of business? I know you've got renderings coming out, but that's not like the renderings are in place. You're going to update those uh, for, for anybody that doesn't know. But then you got to go get dollars for those kind of projects. Like, so that's part of the ongoing thing. You also have a softball uh, program that's really coming off a nice year, has a vacancy now. Um, what, like, what's your next, as we head into this, you just did, this is a major deal, seven-year, $2.1 million deal uh, with CSI companies. But as the athletic director, like, as what's your next few things here? Um, maybe after you take a quick vacation or something. Yeah, I might squeeze in a vacation or two with the family. I think uh, the kids would appreciate seeing me again. Um, but it, uh, it, summer always brings HR moves. Uh, so we've got some turnover, including a head softball coach. It's important that we don't allow head coaching searches to lag on too long. You literally can put your program behind you, too. Uh, if you do that, Mr. People get impatient, want to enter the portal, that kind of deal. And so uh, that's a priority to make sure we get a head softball coach. One example of some of these renderings, we're close to having some staff for arena locker room renovation for basketball, volleyball, close to getting something done with the tennis clubhouse. Uh, we're starting to, uh, to work on you know, updating our soccer plan. So all those will be in position because you never know when you're going to cross, come across somebody that has a passion for a particular sport. And so it's not like we're prioritizing certain facility projects over another. Because you're going to come across as somebody like, we really love soccer. We want to make that, you know, we want to help elevate that program. What do you got? Well, you know, I've got these, we've got a soccer-specific facility. They want to create a competition track and practice field, and it's got a locker room. So we're going to have all that ready to go. And so I think by end of summer, uh, going into the, into the calendar year, we're going to have a, that vision for every one of our facilities. And then it's, um, it's getting out there and sharing it. Because a lot of people just don't know what we're working on or, or how many great things are happening at UNF. And so that's another thing that we're going to work on. Get that on our website, trying to, you know, increase our, the education and exposure that we have uh, that we're trying to put out there so that we can continue to, to grow this place. All right, man. Well, uh, enjoy the summer, and congrats on today's news and, and what's going on uh, there at UNF. Doing a great job. Uh, appreciate the time, and I'll go get a little rest before you may have to make the next big announcement. Yeah, thank you, Brent. I appreciate it. You guys have a good day. You too. Uh, that is Nick Morrow, Director of Athletics, University of North Florida. Uh, you know, listen, I have all the folks all across all the campuses, uh, JU, like I said, EWU, I've complimented them so many times. I think they're doing such a terrific job uh, getting the word out about everything going on on their campus. Uh, we talk about Flagler sometimes. Uh, you know, I 
spend some time over at UNF and known Matthew Driscoll for a long time. I've called their games for a while on ESPN+. Plus. I think like Jacksonville alone really should be proud of a guy like Nick Morrow. He's a Jacksonville guy, went to Nice, and look what he's doing with the program. And I know there are a lot of alums and people around the University of North Florida program uh, that are really on board. I mean, heck, the guy's been the AD for a year and gets the biggest – you know, donation, if you will, um, if that's what they're calling it. I call it donation, but uh, deal if it done in the history of the athletic program. So uh, that's a very good sign going forward. And I talked to the CSI companies, folks, and, and they said they're really bullish on UNF over the next five to ten years. So that was pretty interesting, too, especially as hot of a market as Jacksonville is. Um, that plays into it, too. Casey, I'm bringing you in for a moment. Yeah. You're a UNF guy. I am. Does... You can be honest, but I'm not asking you to blow smoke. I'm saying, does that get you excited a little bit when you hear $3.4 million invested into the arena, into the athletic program, some of these renderings? Like, does it make you, like, want to see it and look at it? And what does it feel like? And all those things are like, yeah, whatever. Um, I think renderings are uh, – I'm good on the renderings just because, you know, renderings in general here. Renderings. In Jack- oh, I know you do. But, you know, you can only see so many renderings. But I think when you see things happening, like what happened today, obviously, that Nick was talking about and all over social media, I think that does get you excited because as someone who went there and obviously spent time in the old arena, like, you can tell that there's things that needed to be done to be on the level that some of these other schools are. And they've now taken an interest in that and are doing that. It's happening right in front of our eyes. So I think as someone who went there and is invested in the school, yeah, it's exciting to see, and I can't wait until it's done. Yeah, listen, I, I'm a big, I've, I've been very consistent with this for years, okay? And this is not just, like, my time alive or what I know about or, or who's over there, all this stuff, right? I've been very consistent when it comes to JU and UNF. Basketball is king. Basketball can make a ton of money. Basketball can give you exposure, awareness. Like, I think we know that's a proven fact. I think people across these campuses know that. I think you've seen JU turn over the last couple of years and really put an emphasis back on basketball. Should have always been there, in my opinion, but at least it's back there now, and they just had a very nice season success. They're building things on campus, too, and I think that will continue. And I think UNF saw what 2015 did and now try to duplicate that, add to it all the rest. Um, and, and look forward to it. I also believe, like, I think UNF and, and JU specifically, as their Division One institutions, should be very good in sports like baseball and softball. And again, we live in that world. So, like, I'm really into that world now. But I, I'm, this is not inconsistent with what I said years ago. Uh, and I think they have good people in place, but then also facilities are a challenge. Like, so you have to... That's why those dollars are important. That's why facilities are important. You've got to keep up. You can't be Florida, Florida State even, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia. You can't be those guys in facilities, but you don't have to be those guys. I mean, we've, we've been taking visits to other campuses, and we see it. Like, we, like you see good and bad or not so good. And, and like, I'm like old school. Like I don't care about the facilities that much, but the bottom line is kids do today. Like, you will seriously get, like, kids saying, yeah, but the baseball field or softball field or this field, that field, the arena, eh. Mm-hmm. And that will stick in their mind. And so, like, it's reality. It is a fact. And so more of that, and that's why the renderings are important, and hopefully then come the dollars. Uh, but today is a very big deal, I think, for the University of North Florida yeah. uh, to get this agreement and to help Matthew Driscoll out, too, in that basketball program. I think he has done a... I'm very biased toward him. I think he has one of the – it can be a very difficult job 
the basketball program at University of North Florida. It can be a, it's a very cool job. And he, I think, is the perfect guy. I've said that. Uh, if you know the inner workings of, of everything over there, he's a perfect guy for that job. And, but this helps him out in a, in a couple ways. He might have not play as many guaranteed games. Uh, that's true. I didn't think about that. I mean, that. just think about that. I mean, they sign up for like 10 losses a year. Yeah. At minimum. I mean, his record is the most skewed record, like, in the annals in college basketball. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably others, but you get my point. I mean, his record is so bizarre and lopsided. Like, you, it does not tell the story if you don't know the history of the program. And so, I, this is a, I think this is a big, 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 big deal for UNF basketball. Um, and we'll see if it, there's some fruits to that down the road. Uh, for for Matthew Driscoll and company, so uh, it's a big day. Good for them. The floor and, uh, is clean too. The so floor is good, right? I mean, yeah. we we're kind of wondering what it would look like. I like it. I actually did like. I, I like. It's not too busy. No, no, but it's no, like. No. But it's. It. I think it's exactly what Nick said. Like, I think when you're flipping around, like to be honest with you, we've done a little bit of that with our show. That was part of this, part of our thought with the video and being out and about, is. If you flip through Twitter, you might be like, okay, Brent's in studio today. But then you might be like, where the hell is he today? Or is it the back of his pickup truck? Or is that iCryo? Or is True. that the Bully's House of Cards? Or is that UNF? Or is that JU? Or is that the Jags? Like, there's an element of interest in that. Well, you all have for whatever we're, we're talking about. And I think UNF is correct on that. Like, I do stop. And I'm like, what is on their floor? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, at Oregon or what is it? The well, Boise Memphis. State? Boise State has a name Boise State is partly Boise State because of the blue turf. Yeah. What's the other one? Is it Eastern Washington that has the red? Yes. Is that the one? Is it Eastern Washington? Yeah. And then the Memphis. I like the Memphis court. It's like light blue and then dark blue. Yeah. And th then there are others you're like, eh, I don't like that. Yeah. Right? So I it's like a dangerous this, thing. It's a date. you got to be really careful. And I think they did a good job on this one. Um, I had this question. Okay. Think about this during the break. If you, If you could say... If you could have, like, uh, you win the lottery, you could put your name on something. Okay. On any campus. Where are you putting your name? We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Start going down the list. Now you sit there and you go, well, why the hell would he retire? If he had three Super Bowls. He made $400 million. He's had multiple injuries. Then you can start to feel like there's a retirement somewhere along the line. A guy like this that works as hard as he works and does the things that he uh, does to get ready to play doesn't all of a sudden abruptly win a Super Bowl and go, ah, I don't want to play anymore. Keyshawn Johnson talking about, I assume, Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. We asked this question yesterday. Uh, Aaron Donald, the best player in the NFL? Probably. Think so? Think yeah. that fits? That's not like an overstatement? No. Probably fair. Definitely fair. All right. I give you Aaron Donald kind of money. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck is Aaron Donald going to do with that kind of money? Like, I, I don't, I never know. I, I would really, I got to do this someday. I'm going to find some, like, big, like, Someone that advises these these kind of guys. Yeah. Like, what do you tell Aaron Donald to do with that kind of money? 
I, I have this conversation I, sometimes with people, and they're like, well, I do this and this. It's like, yeah, but we're talking about like $100 million kind of money. He's already made like $100 million. Like, what do you do with that? I'm buying like a WNBA team. Yeah, but that just adds stress to your life. He doesn't want to do that right now. No, eventually. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't think, I don't know how much that would cost. But, like, I feel like you would even, like, even the extension he just got or whatever, I feel like you would need more. Like, I'm not smart enough to know if you had that kind of money. Like, I don't even know how the tax ramifications work. Like, you start giving it out. You go, he goes back and puts his name on the Pittsburgh, uh, he went to Pitt, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. Um, gym. Like, he might already have it. I mean, because he See, already made enough money. But, like, yeah. does that help, right? Does that a write-off? Can you only, I think you can only gift so much money in a year before you get hammered in taxes, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. So, like, I, I have no idea. But I, I just wonder what you do with it. And so then that I, I bridge our UNF conversation, which happened today, mm-hmm. with Aaron Donald's kind of money. And I say, okay, I give you Aaron Donald kind of money. So now you can put your name just about anywhere within reason. Sure. And you donate. Yep. Where do you, where do you put it? At UNF? Yeah, like you pick your – for this purpose – I will tell you this. You can't, like, the high school stuff is really tricky. So, like, if you're thinking about giving oh. back to your high school, it's really tricky. Like, well, I guess it depends where you're from. I know this down in, like. I hadn't considered that Not part. that I considered making a big donation, but I was just, I had had this conversation with somebody recently. And this goes to my conversation of, like, why haven't some of the pro athletes in town given back to their schools more? Like, why are some of the schools have, like, these great facilities? Yeah. Well, I think it's a very complex process is, is what I'm getting at. I don't think it's easy to do. Now, if you're a private school, I think it's easier to do. But if you're a public school, I think it's really not easy to do. There's Title IX factors. There's also some communities that, like, share their money amongst all the schools. Like, if you give a million dollars to some school in St. John's County, you might have to give it to, like, that will be split up amongst all the schools, not just one. Interesting. You know, so, again, I'm not spewing just facts here. I'm just saying there's some complications in all of that. Uh, Um, But on college campuses, I can say, hey— I want to spend $100,000 on that parking spot, and I want my name on it. Yep. And that's my parking spot for life. So, like, where – if you had this crazy amount of money, you putting it on, like, Hodges Stadium? Nope. You putting it on, like, the baseball – now, listen, baseball, they're trying to build a new stadium, $15 million. Like, I mean, if I get hit crypto big or something like that, I mean, Brent Martindale Stadium sure sounds – sorry, Dusty. Yeah. I mean, you I hear, think I could boot, like, that'd be even better. Like, I like Dusty, good. but you think I could just boot Dusty out of the mix? Probably. <laughs> could I buy him out? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine you could. I'd imagine for the right amount of money, it, it, they would forget Dusty was even on the stadium for a while there. Uh, but for me, at UNF, I'm, I'm going with the cafe, Brent. <laughs> Very good. Yep. Very good. Casey Kurtz Cafe. I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'll do what I got to do, okay? Hey, that's awesome, by the way. Why haven't you started a restaurant yet? Because I work here. Yeah, like, why haven't you started a restaurant yet? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would, I'm going to right? put, is it okay? Like, is this a bad word? Uh, that's not a bad word or anything. I'm going to spell the cafe with a K. No, you're not. That's too many. Oh, no, that's too many. Can't do it. Uh, cafe. Casey Katz, Casey Kurtz Cafe. Yep. I uh, can't do that. Uh, so, um, Casey Kurtz Cafe. Like, I like cafeteria, cafe. Either is fine. Coffee shop. Well, not for this circumstance, but in just in general, yeah, it's not bad. Ah, you're off to a good start. Thank you. That's a good. Yeah. Spent a lot of time there, Brent. 
That's a good one, dude. That's how was UNF uh, cafeteria good? Yeah, not bad. Quality. I would tell you this, like Ashland University, when I went there. Yeah. One of their bragging points was the best cafeteria in the country. Really? Yeah. Was it that good? It was good. Like their claim, one of their claims to fame. Now, you know. As I've grown older, I hear, like, I could pay for somebody to say this is the best sure. sports show in America. Yeah. And they would say it. So, like, I don't know if it's that kind of thing. But the bottom line is it was it's pretty good. It was it was really, it was good. Yeah. And so, like, that would be really good. I think we were called, like, the Convocation Center or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I think it was. Like, well, I mean. It was the, I think it was named now that I say it. I have to ask Steph. Interesting. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, if you've seen the UNF Cafe, you know it's two stories, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they got they got quality stuff. The thing that I like about the UNF Cafe, which is, like, obvious that I'm probably going to say it, but maybe somebody out there doesn't realize it. Like, you can get whatever you want, like, when you want. Like, if you want cereal at, like, 4.30 p.m., there's little cereal dispensers, and they have, like, little places where they keep the milk, and it's just, you can do whatever, whenever. That's good. Yeah, it's convenient. Yeah, that is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an ice cream machine in there? Yeah, it's dope. Well, you got to have an ice cream machine. You're really cereal and ice cream are key on a college campus. Oh, yeah. I had cereal in there more than once I at 4.30. Steph, Steph had every day, like, I, I met Steph, like, my freshman year. Okay. Every day she had Lucky Charms. Huh? So every day. It's a good quality choice. I'm not going to lie. Every day is a uh, lot of Lucky day. Charms. And Steph That's was like, lot. Steph's not like, uh, what do they call that, OCD? Sure. Like, she's not. But it yet, had to be Lucky Charms. No, yet she would save the marshmallows and the Lucky Charms to the end. Who doesn't, though? You do that, too? 100%. Oh, my gosh. I'm eating my cereal. I'm not working. Oh, no, dude. I, when I, I, oh, dude, I'm out there picking around the marshmallows. Oh, yeah, we got to save those to the end. Like, she seriously would yeah. separate them. Like, yeah. I'm actually surprised I married her just on that. Well, I'm, I'm glad you could look past it. <laughs> we all have faults. Yeah. But no, I I did that. That's a common thing, I think. Is it really? Way. I think if you make that into a poll, I think a lot of people would say they do that. I'm gonna do that. Like that, I just this, all these con- these things are coming into my mind now. Um, yeah. Based, I, that's what I remember about the the cafeteria at Ashland University. Steph um, eating Lucky Charms like every morning. That's awesome. That I ever ate breakfast with her, and she would. And she still does, by the way, if she has Lucky Charms, Good saves people. them to the end. Like, still at 45 years old. You do what you got to do. I will say this. Uh, when you brought in the high school thing, I also thought about naming the cafe, which would not be as fun. Um, but just knowing my high school, I think if I was giving back to high school, I'd buy books, like textbooks. Because the Palmetto High School textbooks are from, like, 1974. Half of the stuff that happened in history class wasn't even the book because the books are too old. And I don't know if you know anything about textbooks in high school, but there's some pretty horrible things written in those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do the kids even have, like, are we in textbooks anymore? Palmetto High School is, absolutely. I guess you should know this. My kids go to school, but I don't really pay attention. That's true. <laughs> so, like, Did I they bring no home idea. books or not? I don't like, know. I didn't. I, I didn't bring like, home books. I know they're not bringing home, like, seven books. Oh, no. So there's not all the class, but I honestly have no idea if they have books. Yeah. No, I mean, Palmetto still uses books for sure. But they, like, literally, I'm telling you, Brent, we're learning history from stuff that the book was published before these things happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think I would probably lean toward I'm thinking if Ashland University. I would like to give back to, there's something about giving back to your high school. So yeah. if you had a ton of money, like, you'd find a way. 
Yeah. you got to find a way to give back to the high school. The books. I feel like that's a good idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'm, not, I'm okay with that. And, like, worst case scenario, if I have to buy books for, like, Manatee High, like, I'd be super upset about it because I hate Manatee, but I'd do it. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. But like, it's just so, like, that doesn't seem to fit you. Like, the cafeteria, I get. The yeah. books, not so much. Well, you said it was difficult, so I started thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it was easy, I would just name the, the, the cafeteria. All done, signed, sealed, delivered. I'd get new tables <laughs> for uh, Palmetto High School because those things were rough. <laughs> but um, That'd be awesome, by the way. Like, you name your high school cafeteria, yeah. Casey Kurtz Cafe. You name your UNF cafeteria, <laughs> Casey Kurtz Cafe. And people will be like, wow, like, what restaurant changes this guy own? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, just won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really, really good day on the scratcher. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's like a really good day. Like, that also would be cool, right? Yeah. Like, I've always, I've wondered that. Like, if you just won the lottery, which would be awesome and you don't have to apologize for it. Mm. But there's something about, like, getting rich and and earning it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you came up with something. Yeah. And, like, so, like, when you, if you win the lottery... And I'm serious, like, you've got, like, millions, like, just uh, a ton of money, and you do the right things and not go bankrupt, like, apparently half of people well, I have no idea how it happens, but they do go bankrupt Yeah, after winning the lottery. Like, is it is it weird walking around town, shelling out money, and they're like, yeah, it's the guy that won the lottery. Or, like, how do you get all your money? What do you do? What's your story? Yeah, I just won the lottery. <laughs> like, I'm, I'd be happy. Like, I, didn't really, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> I was doing a radio show in Jacksonville, and... I bought a Powerball ticket one night. Yeah, you're never going to believe it. I just kept scratching, and it was, like, incredible. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Like, in my mind, that's, like, not good. Like, is that satisfying enough for me? I think. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, well, first of all, it's satisfying enough for me. I would be happy. But I think also, like, just on a real world level, you can't be telling people you won the lottery. Well, that's good. I mean, you don't. But sooner or later, people find out. Yeah, but, no, I would be totally fine with, like, yeah, I got super lucky one time. <laughs> yes. like, I'm not going to lie to you. leave me alone. It worked out well. <laughs> Put okay? me on your do not call list, please. Please, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you're naming cafeterias, they're probably going to come calling for more. Hey, hey, listen, anywhere I've eaten in a cafeteria, I'll consider naming rights. I actually do think, like, I think it's, I wonder if it's hard being, like, a millionaire. And everybody's like, yeah, everybody, I'd love to be that, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'll just, I get it. I'm not saying I wouldn't, I, I'll, I'll figure out a way to make yeah. it easy, okay? Mm. But I, I bet it's hard. I'm sure. Feel like you're into somebody that doesn't say no very often. Oh, yeah. Like, that's really hard. Yeah. Because at first you're like, oh, yeah, I want to help, I want to help, I want to help, I want to help. You know, that's what happens, by the way, that's what, there we go, in psychology class again. That's what happens to the athlete, the pro athlete. True. That, like, goes bankrupt or it doesn't work. They want to help people. Most of them. Yeah. And so they help people that are around them, and they blow their money. That's true. Like, that's kind of, and I, I bet that's kind of what happens sometimes in the lottery, people. Yeah. Like it's still one of the weirdest stats, like, ever. And I forget what it is, but, like, a lot of people that win the lottery, like, these big bucks go bankrupt. That or something horrible happens to them, because they get their face in the paper for winning the lottery. Yeah. Which has to stop, by the way. Like I, yeah, I'd be one of those that would show up at the like. But I say that, but I, would you really like? Then you got to carry around the ticket for. Like I'd go to that first hour. I'd be at the place turning my ticket in. Oh yeah, I'm just saying like, don't put me on the show that said my lottery dream winner or whatever. Like I don't need people to know <laughs> yeah. my face when I'm yeah. at the Publix that I'm the guy that won the four hundred million dollars. That's true. That's now great, I got three shopping carts, right? So you could probably put it together, but. I, I don't need everyone to know it's me. 
How about the uh, Angels? What happened to the Angels? They make a move. Madden out. Talk about it when we come back. Action Sports Shacks, honey. I've owned four different houses in my lifetime. Not all at the same time, by the way, but four different ones. When it's time to sell, you always wish there was something easier. It can be a hassle to sell. You know about it if you've tried before. What if you take the hassle out of it? Just sell it to Open Door at opendoor.com. It's a hassle-free sale, so you can focus on all the other things in life as you move, and there's plenty of things to focus on when you move. It's the new way to sell your home because it's easier at Open Door. I wanted to see how easy, so I went to opendoor.com, answered a few questions, Seriously, two or three minutes worth of questions and you're done. Just like that, Open Door will send you an offer if you're eligible. Really easy to request an offer. Thousands of people are doing it across the country, and you can be the next one to do it with Open Door at opendoor.com. You'll know how much you'll get, close when you're ready, and everything is done online. Sell your home to Open Door at opendoor.com. Get a free offer on your house at opendoor.com slash myoffer. So in a matter of days, if you want, skip the listing, skip the staging, skip the strangers in your home. Just sell your home to Open Door at opendoor.com. Offer eligibility varies. Open Door is represented by Open Door Brokerage Incorporated, license 02061130 in California, and Open Door Brokerage LLC in its other markets. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, back here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. How oh, Joe Madden out for the Angels? And the Angels... Casey, three weeks ago, man, they were really good. They were. Three weeks know. later, and I don't, I don't know even know if that's the time for They've lost a dozen in a row. Yeah. And Joe Madden's out. Does this catch you by surprise? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand really why everybody fires Joe Madden after he does something, like, good for you. I guess the Angels haven't fallen into that category yet. But the Angels have had no business not making the playoffs with Mike Trout. Like, I get it. The rest of their roster sucks, and that's fair. But you got to do better. And I think the one time, yeah, you lost 12 games in a row, which is obviously not ideal. But I think the one time you have some kind of cooking for a season, you fire your coach. I don't get it. You know, people feel weird about Madden sometimes. He's an odd guy, right? Yeah. He does things different. And some people say, like Glenn here says, Joe Madden caught lightning in a bottle with 2016 Cubs. I'm not sure I believe that. And here's why. Like, I don't think it's fair to say that. It was, I, I said this to you earlier when I heard about the news. Renteria, what, I forget his first name, but he was the guy for the Cubs as they were flipping that around. Yeah. And so they lost, right? They, they did the whole Houston Astros model, the now Atlanta Braves model. Like, they lost big. Thanking, yes. And then they started to come out of it a little bit. But when they came out of it was the time they were able to get Joe Madden. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like it was already built. I mean, I think the year they got, the year before they got Madden, they were still they were good. 20. Oh, were they good that year? Or were they like some 20 games under 500? The year before, I think they were decent. Oh, I could be wrong. Well, decent by their standards because yeah. they were like had won 40 games the year prior correct. or something. You know? they yes, correct. So they were, like I said, they were coming out of that, but they still weren't good. Yeah. And he made them good, very good. Sure, he was the beneficiary of some of that talent blooming and blossoming, but he had to be the guy to do that. So Glenn says 73 and 89 the year before, I think he's referring to. Uh, thanks, research. We have to hire Glenn on the research Appreciate committee. It. But so again, that's not bad. That's coming out of it, but it's not like that's great. He didn't just walk into a situation where like, oh yeah, here we go, roll it out to the Yankees with Judge and you know Cole and everybody else. Like, yeah, that's not what he walked into. And then he did something that nobody had done in a hundred years in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, we got to give that guy credit for that. We and do. before that, he made Tampa 
a contender. Yeah. Or he helped. I mean, listen, that whole organization has done a fantastic job, but he was part of it. Well, don't don't give the Rays that credit yet. They hadn't done a fantastic job yet, right? Like, all the Rays that, like, everyone's giving credit for, that was way after Joe Madden. Like, Joe Madden came in when they were winning 40 games, and they ended up in the World Series. Yeah. So, like, since Joe Madden, they've done everything right. But before Joe Madden, a lot of that, what they built was on him, in my opinion. Well, I just don't think in baseball you, you build really through the front office still. You know? I mean, they... He turned them into a winner, the culture, all that stuff. But your front office, like, listen, I think Kevin Cash has done an unbelievable job in Tampa. But their front office is a rock star. Like, what they've been able to accomplish and build and all the talent they've found, given their payroll. So, I guess, listen, everybody deserves credit when you win. And I think Madden did in Tampa. I think Madden did in Chicago. Ellis, sooner or later, you, you, you ruin or you... Um, you wear out your welcome, you know, or, or sometimes you just need a change in sports. Like, mm-hmm. that happens. And so, like, I'm not super mad at them firing Madden, but I just, I think there's this, uh, uh, I think there's this thought that, that Joe Madden's overrated. And I'm not sure that's true. I think Joe Madden is kind of odd, and he does it different. He beats to his own drum. I sure as hell don't think he's overrated. Yeah, like, I think he's pretty damn good. And by the way, up until two and a half weeks ago, if we had this conversation, he had the Angels in a place that they haven't been in. They've been trying to get to, and they have they just couldn't get to for the last six, seven, eight years, even though they had a pretty damn good roster. True. I think for me, the biggest thing with Joe Madden is when you look at the Rays teams that were good, and if you look at 2008 specifically, that team was very young, right? You had Longoria rookie year. You had a few veterans like Cliff Floyd, but for the most part, your team was very young. When you look at the Cubs team that won, sure, they had Lester, which was a big deal, but Bryant, um, Russell at short was very young. They had a young team. Zobrist obviously was there. That helped. But I think Joe Madden has proven he's been really good with younger teams, and as the teams get older, they kind of fade out of Joe Madden. And the thing with this Angels team is they're not young at all. Them boys are old. They have, like, two rookies total or second-year players. So I think maybe that wore out quicker with an older team than it did with a younger team. And it just, I guess it didn't work, but I, I, I don't think he's overrated. Absolutely. Yeah. And listen, uh, Glenn, who maybe should just sit in this chair today as I could, he's, he's jumping in. We appreciate him jumping in and listening to the show and, and interacting, but does, does Madden get credit for going all in with analytics? I mean, listen, the league has gone all in with analytics. Like, I don't, I don't know what he's trying to say there. Like, is it Madden that turned with that the, I think he's saying with the Rays. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, no, that's why I give credit to the front office, too. But the bottom line is you have to manage it. Like, you, you still have a role to play. Analytics has taken a lot of that role out. But you still have a major role to play. And, and with the Cubs especially, you cannot tell me a guy's overrated if he was the first one to lead you to a World Series in 100 years. Yep. Like, that was real. That did happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean... He did it. That's on his resume. And by the way, I think Theo Epstein was brilliant in that time, too. Mm-hmm. And I still think, I don't think Theo Epstein gets put on enough of a pedestal, probably. For everything? For everything. Because he made, he got two organizations. And it wasn't just him. But he was in charge when two organizations that hadn't won in like a combined 193 years, he won World Series within a decade of each other. Dude's a legend, bro. I mean, a legend. That guy should run for president. I'd vote for him. 
I, I actually said this years ago. When Shot Khan was looking for a new head coach, which whatever time, I said, go talk to Theo FC. Not to come over here and be a guy like in Jacksonville, but find out the recipe. He knows. And by the way, he's there in Chicago, like, and maybe he did. You know, I, I got to ask Shot that. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. To get two perennial losing organizations for 100 years to World Series championships? It's impressive. That guy knows something. Yeah, he knows something. He knows a lot of something. Football at 5. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.